1: and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
0: This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out.
2: Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. On this podcast, we'll be talking about life and kayak fishing. Every week, we'll have a special guest, whether it's a tournament angler, a content creator, or just a regular guy or girl who just loves to go kayak fishing. So grab a cold beer, sit back, and enjoy the show. Bass Kayak and Beers is sponsored in part by Douglas Rod. Go to douglasoutdoors.com to check out their full lineup and locate your nearest authorized dealer. All right, welcome to the Bass Kayak and beer segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. Today, I finally got one of my favorite um, professional kayak anglers out there. His name is Guillermo Gonzalez. Guillermo, how are you doing today, man?
3: I'm doing pretty well, man. How are you? Thanks for having me.
2: Thank you, man. It's been an adventure trying to get both of us to record. If People only knew all the stuff we've gone through to get here, but we're finally here. Hopefully, we can make it to the end. I appreciate you taking the time
3: it's my pleasure man thank you
2: all right so Guillermo tell us a little bit about yourself for those that don't know you
3: well uh a lot of people wonder where I'm from with the name Guillermo uh I was born in in San Juan Puerto Rico and uh I grew up in Miami Florida and that's where I really uh learned about fishing and just became obsessed with it um and, uh, from there, uh, I went to college at TCU in Fort Worth and, and it was at that point that I really started considering, uh, you know, fishing competitively. I joined the TCU bass fishing team and had a lot of fun doing those tournaments with my buddy Joseph. And, uh, and that's really also where I started, uh, fishing, uh, kayak tournaments competitively. I fished this little trail, uh, back in starting, I think in 2013, Called the NTKT that was run by a guy named uh, Robbie Milam. Yeah, and uh, it was there that I really, uh, I really became uh, kind of obsessed with doing kayak tournaments. I thought it was so much fun, you know.
2: Yeah, I noticed, and uh, I noticed that you picked up that Texan accent real quick, man. You sound full flooded uh, Texan here.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's <laughs> kind of hard not to pick it up, to be quite <laughs>
2: honest. <laughs> I know I moved from Puerto Rico about 10 years ago and it's slowly creeping in and hey, uh, no shame on it, man. I love Texas. Was it hard for you? Was it hard for you to adapt from living in the Caribbean to living in in Texas? Because it's completely different from one point to another. You know,
3: uh, to be honest, I don't feel like it was really all that hard. um, Because, you know, coming from you know, a place like, uh, you know, being, of course, uh, being born in Puerto Rico and growing up in Miami, you know, there's a lot of people in Miami and Puerto Rico with very strong personalities. And and I feel like I kind of encounter the same thing here. You know, you have strong personalities and very hospitable people. So, I mean, it really, you know, while it was definitely a different culture, I feel like it, it wasn't, the transition really wasn't all that difficult.
2: Yeah, I think also for my generation, like I grew up in that cable TV generation where cable TV just started, and I loved to watching like cowboys and Indian shows and movies. So to me, moving here was kind of like, yeah, that's all the stuff that I grew up with, you know, cowboys, Texas, and all that, and cattle drives and all that. So that's pretty cool, man. Texas is a great place to live, definitely, especially if you love bass fishing, right?
3: No kidding.
2: <laughs> so Guillermo... Uh, talking about your career as a professional kayak angler. Now you really made a name for yourself, not just on the water, but off the water. I've talked to a lot of local anglers here and a lot of, uh, anglers nationwide, the competing nationwide tours, just like yourself. Like for example, the Hobie BOS and a lot of them have a great respect and hold you at a very high opinion. Catherine Fields named one of them, um, over here locally, I've fished with, um, Uh, Ross Pinkerton and he's I mean he does great things about fishing with you what do you attribute to that having all that love and and respect for all those people out there and what does that mean to you
3: well I mean it it, honestly it means a lot to me I I I really love this sport and and I really one of the things that I enjoy about this sport is the people you know Um, I started Fishing and kayak tournaments to compete, but and and I still fish in kayak tournaments to compete. But I mean, another huge part of why I fish tournaments now is 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 not just to compete, but to um, to get together with all these people from all over the country that you know we share this common bond for competitive bass fishing, and it's it's really um, it's really hard to describe. You know, I fished in a lot of boat tournaments before and. And it's it's the the it's a very different um, yeah it, the, the way everyone conducts themselves is is just is different. And I'm not saying it's bad; it's just different. And uh, I'm I'm really a big fan of how it works in our kayak fishing scene. You know?
2: Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know you always kind of like tread on like what we're we gonna say because we don't want to offend anybody. But I understand what you're saying and. And I'll say what maybe you're not saying, but at least my feel of it, it's nothing against uh, boat fishermen and basketball fishermen. But I mean, a lot of times in the tournament, there's uh, fishing for high stakes, and it's a lot more expensive to fish on a tournament like that than it is on a kayak um, tournament. And I think that camaraderie um, in the kayak fishing tournament tends to be a little more of getting along and this tight group of people that really like the sport, where I think bass fishing tends to be a little bit more competitive. Cause maybe because the stakes are higher, maybe the money is there in a big way, both in the investments and the winning. And, you know, when it comes to that, it, it could be get a little bit more competitive than it does in the kayak fishing.
3: Yeah. And, you know, to be, to be honest, I mean, in my, from my perspective, cause I mean, the stakes in kayak fishing are starting to get pretty high. Yep. But I think one of the things that makes kayak fishing special is that for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I can't explain it. This sport is blessed with some really good people.
2: Yes. Um, Yes, There's a
3: lot of people in the community that are out here to support each other, to help each other. And, uh, and, and it, like I said, it, it's it's hard to describe. And the only way that I know how is that we're blessed with really good people all around us. And and it's, you know, for that reason, I I just uh, I can't see myself ever quitting this sport, you know.
2: No, definitely. It's, I think it's more grass rooted, the sport. And just because, again, it's like you said, the stakes are not high and, and what and other stuff. And definitely you're one of those people that are contributing to keeping that healthy environment. There's a lot of great anglers out there, Catherine Fields, Jackson Or, and I'm sure I'm leaving out a, a hundreds of them that really also keep that camaraderie and that, that healthy you know, uh, atmosphere in the kayak, uh, kayak fishing community going. And big props to you for what you've done and the respect that you've earned off the water. Talking about on the water, I noticed that you got six on the KBN standings, which uh to me, it's really legit standings because they're based more than anything on numbers and not a popularity contest. How do you feel with that sixth place uh, ranking that you got? after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers,
1: if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that mint mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at MintMobile.com/waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Well, I gotta say, um,
3: I didn't expect to get the sixth place ranking. You know, I look back on my year, and 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 I and I guess the reason I ended up ranking as high as I did was, you know, this, I never had, I didn't have that many great tournaments but I didn't really have very many bad tournaments, if that makes sense. Um, I had a few tournaments where I, you know, I found myself pretty often kind of having to save my day, where the day didn't start anywhere near like I planned it. And I had to kind of make a lot of adjustments and just try to figure out how to put a limit in the boat. And, and most of the time, I was able to figure that out. And Man, some of those times I don't even know how I was able to figure that out, but I did and I'm and I'm happy for it because uh, it definitely it paid off in the long run, you know, with the with the higher finish and the standings.
2: What do you attribute so far your success at the kayak fishing community? Is it simple as just time on the water and experience, or do you think there's other factors that have helped you grow as a kayak angler?
3: Uh, Well, for me, you know, back when I was in college, I made it a point to become the most versatile angler that I could. I wanted to literally learn how to do everything. And uh, I never really, you know, I never really, I still don't know how to do everything, but
1: I feel like I, I,
3: I learned how to do everything pretty well. And as a result, you know, I, I definitely have strengths and I have weaknesses, but I feel like I can put myself in any situation and kind of put something together. Now, uh, the downside to that is every time I go out and fish a tournament, i got to have 13 rods in my boat,
1: you know, to make sure that i got everything I need.
3: But, um, but really, versatility is, is what I have kind of – what I kind of pride myself on, and that's what I try really hard – Uh, to be in the sport is versatile because I think if you're versatile and you can do a lot of things, you can come out of some bad scenarios and still end up putting five in the boat.
2: Yeah, that is a good point, trying not to stay one-dimensional. You know, I I hear a lot of guys saying, well, I'm a finesse fisherman or a power fisherman, and I'm relatively new to the sport, but I don't ever want to feel like, I have to choose describing myself between one and another. And I think that's very important for people that are, even if it's just recreational, you're not really competing. I think it's important to kind of branch out and learn different techniques and be comfortable at, at least different scenarios out there, whether it's summer, winter, whether it's high pressure, whether it's clear water or muddy water, you want to feel comfortable fishing in every environment. I think that's the key again, personally to enjoy it and also competitively. Yeah, I
3: agree.
2: What do you feel has been like your signature win? Like as you mentioned last year, you didn't have this um, great results, but you didn't have this bad results what to you has been throughout your career your biggest win
3: man that's that's a really great question um and it it it's it's really it's a hard thing to answer for me but cuz there's been so you know there's been so many that have meant so much to me and i know um but i think if i had to pick one it was uh when I won the, the Cats Angler of the Year championship. Um, that was, you know, the Cats trail is insanely competitive. You know, you're getting back and back in that year, we were getting, you know, the attendance was anywhere between 130 and 170 people per tournament. And uh, and the year before, I had uh, finished second place by, by just, I don't remember how much it was exactly, but it was, I remember Greg, there's like two or three points to Greg Blanchard, And uh, I
2: really wanted to win it the
3: next year and I worked hard and I got it done. And that meant a lot to me.
2: That's awesome. Do you feel like there's a a signature win for you out there that you want to accomplish? Like maybe like uh, the Hobie, uh, whether it's Hobie BOS or any big name tournament and like the, what we call, like, what we call the big three, you know, KBF, uh, Bassmaster now, Bass Nation, and now uh, and Hobie. Any tournament out there that you have circled on your calendar that you wanted to be like for this year, like your signature win?
3: Well, I mean, that's a pretty. That one's pretty easy to answer. I mean, that the the si- the signature win that I think everybody's after, you know, that is competitive in this game is is to win the Hobie BOS Tournament of Champions. Um, yeah. You know, the there's no doubt that qu- even qualifying for that tournament is, is no walk in the park, just getting there. And then once you're there, having the opportunity to win that tournament would be huge, and uh, I hope someday I get that opportunity. Um, I, I uh, You know, I, I haven't quite had that luck yet, but, you know, I'm going to keep working hard, and I'm looking forward to continuing the- to fish the Hobie B.O.S. trail, and I think I can get it done one of these days.
2: Yeah, Definitely, man. You're you're up there with some of the best. It wouldn't surprise anybody, wouldn't shock anybody for you to win something like the T.O.C. Now, you also, if I'm not mistaken, you also are taking part in the Bassmaster Classic as far as the kayak series goes this year, aren't you?
3: Yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to it on Lake Louisville
2: now in June. (laughs) In June, yeah. Let me let me put you on the spot a little bit. I know a lot have been said about Lake Louisville, and you and I are both from Fort Worth, and you know we all have an opinion on what the lake is and what it's not. How do you feel about the the Bassmaster that particular? Just because it's the kind of the signature Bassmaster Classic, being at that lake, are you okay with it? Are you happy with it, or are you disappointed with it?
3: You know, I. I, I think it's I think it's going to work out just fine. Um, lake Louisville is. I think it's a good lake. I, mean, I, I was pretty excited to when they first announced that it was going to be on Lake Louisville in March. So I'm I'm pretty am pretty stoked about it now. There's make no mistake, June is going to be a more difficult time
2: of the year yeah. to
3: fish Lake Louisville. Um, there's going to be a lot of, uh, recreational traffic yep. and we're definitely going to have to take safety precautions to make sure that everybody's safe on the water. But, um, from my perspective, you know, everybody that is going to make that classic tournament has experience on the water and knows how to conduct themselves in a safe manner. And, uh, I think we're going to have a good safe tournament and, uh, and, you know, Lake Louisville has a lot of really big fish, like, real big ones get caught
2: yeah yeah, definitely. Lake Louisville is an interesting lake. Uh, it's a big lake i th- I think logistically it's gonna work great. Uh, looking at it from the standpoint of Chief Steve Owens as director, Lake Louisville makes sense, you know. It's also, like you said, a city lake. so it's gonna be full with a lot of skiers and jet skis and all that. So yeah, definitely safety is gonna play a big part or big role in how you fish and where you target and you know being taking the extra measures whereas a lake like lake ray roberts um which is where the bassboard um uh, tournament i think is going to take place that's more of a a country lake where there's not really a lot of joyriders it's more like either bassboard or kayak anglish fishing on that one
3: yeah it's, there's no doubt lake Louisville's is going to be a little bit of a wave pool but you know everybody that's in this tournament has seen in that scenario before and uh, you know you make the best of it, and it's going to be fine. I think, like I said, I think some really big fish are going to get caught, and uh, you know, and, and and the best man's going to win. It's going to be a tough tournament, going to be fine. But uh, grinders are exciting, so I'm excited. Yeah.
2: Definitely. Other than the TLC, if you qualify this year, and we're sure you're pretty sure you're going to qualify, and the um, you already qualified for the Bassmaster Classic. What other tournaments have you have circled on your calendar that you feel like you you can either take the win or you really want to pick up a win there?
3: Well, uh I know that KBF is doing a trail event on the Trinity River. Yep. So that's pretty exciting cuz that's in the backyard. I mean, when I was in college <laughs> I used to go and fish the Trinity just, you know, just after class or before class and And to to get the opportunity to fish a national kayak tournament on the Trinity River, I think is pretty, pretty dang cool. But another thing that I'm excited about is we have a new Texas trail this year called the TKC. And uh, it looks like it's going to be kind of like a a little bit of a higher stakes uh, Texas wide state trail. And uh, the lakes that they chose are, I mean, are incredible. And some of these lakes are lakes we've never been to that are amazing lakes. And uh, so I have a few of those on my calendar. Specifically, uh, there's one on uh, Lake Amistad, and yep. there's one on uh, on Hubbard Creek that I'm hoping to make.
2: Yeah, I saw this. I've been looking at that schedule, and, it's, and I, I like it because it's everywhere. You know, it's not just North Texas or East Texas or West Texas. It's pretty much everywhere, all the way from Amistad to I mean like you said Hubbard we got um Fayetteville we got a bunch of lakes that are really interesting because it's not the typical lakes that you see at the local trails around here and the fact that it just covers Texas from one side to another I think it's pretty awesome I'm excited about that don't know how much of those I can take part of but it's definitely an exciting tournament that's coming up this year here in Texas
3: yeah I'm stoked for that so uh I don't know what the first one I'm going to make is, but I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I know the guys that are running it and the guys that are setting it up, and they're all guys that have participated in every kayak fishing trail imaginable in Texas. So they know kayak fishing. They know kayak tournaments, and you put all those great minds together, and they're going to put on a good tournament.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I'm looking forward to that one. Now, speaking uh, about other things other than kayak fishing. I know you are like an avid outdoorsman. You'd love to do a bunch of other stuff other than kayak fishing. I know you got got uh, tour guides or you host tour for fishing. You got uh, red fishing up in Louisiana, Mississippi. You got fly fishing tour guides. You got a whole bunch of things you got going for yourself. Tell me a little bit about the Uh, guided trails that you are running this year and how can people know get more information on and sign up for them
3: yeah so uh, i do i i host trips with a company called backwoods adventures and every year i I host several other trips um, and the my calendar with them is not out yet but their calendar for their trips is um and you can expect that this year i will probably be hosting a trip to the devil's river Um, I will probably be hosting a trip to the Chandelier Islands, and I will possibly be hosting a second trip to Louisiana, to Cocodry for Bull Reds, as well as a trip to Alaska.
2: Nice. Fly fishing?
3: Yeah. So uh, while my calendar is not officially out on which trips I'm going to be hosting, um, all those trips are going to be on the calendar. And as soon as I find out what trips I'm going to be hosting, I'll be sure to... uh,
1: at factormeals.com/waypointpod50 to get 50% off.
2: Yeah, let us know, share the link so we can spread the word. I know you you host you've hosted last year of quite a few of them and I've heard great reviews about it. I'm planning to attend some of them. I was on my calendar. I'm waiting for for, for you, you know, when your schedule comes out, but Tandeliers Island is one of them me and my brother-in-law want to do. And Defoe's River is another one that I'm really interested on. Where can people right now find more information about those uh guided tours that are available?
3: Uh, I believe it's backwoods.com slash Adventures, Or if you just go to backwoods.com, uh there will be a backwards adventures tab on the homepage. And that has information on all the trips that we run.
2: Awesome. Now, for those that uh, want to join those trails, I know it's primarily fly fishing, but do you have to be a fly fisherman to to be on those trails? Or can you take any other equipment other than fly fishing? No,
3: you can you can take other equipment for sure, especially uh, the chandelier trip uh, is actually most of the people that go on that trip are actually not fly fishermen. Um, I always like to take fly rods because I really enjoy to fly fish, but uh, a lot of the people that go on that trip are not fly fishermen. And, and beyond that, Backwoods Adventures also hosts uh, hiking and backpacking trips yep. uh, all over all over the country and even outside of the country.
2: Yeah, and uh, one of the things that I like about the Backwoods is their prices, mm-hmm. and I'm not promoting them because I don't work for Backwoods. You do, but so I'm saying it. From my perspective, mm-hmm. I think the prices, especially on the Chandelier Islands, I was talking over with my brother in law who wants to go, and we thought the prices are amazing. I mean, we uh, also, I wasn't sure because I've never done one of those, but I was talking to one of our new hosts on the paddle and fin that does also fly fishing guided tours, and I was comparing the prices with him. He says, No, man, those prices are legit. I mean, great. Bargains for it. The Chandelier Island, I thought it was a great price, and the Devil's River, and all of them. I think they're very affordable, especially what you're getting out of it. You know, the meals and accommodations on the ones that are multiple days. I think it's the price is more than fair.
3: No, absolutely, and I'm looking forward to. Uh, I, I hope that you get to come along on one of these trips, and uh, definitely stay definitely. in touch with me, and
2: uh, we'll try to get it set up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So. I know you, you're waiters right now, and you were doing some duck hunting. How's the been duck hunting going on this season?
3: Man, it, it's been a little bit of a tough season, I'm not going to lie. Uh, there's a lot of people out there hunting, and we haven't had a whole lot of very cold weather, or a whole lot of weather really in general, to shuffle the deck and move the birds around. So the, a lot of the birds that we're hunting are the same birds that were here a month ago. And so as a result they're getting really really bright and really yeah. smart and, and and a little bit hard to kill but nonetheless uh you know I've I've enjoyed this season and uh and you know it's we got only 2 weeks left now and I'm getting ready and I'm I'm ready to get to fishing again
2: nice man that is exciting I love the fact that you do so much for the Kayak fishing community and also the hunting community. I recently, one of your posts, um, and I shared it with a couple of people because I thought it was important. The way you talked about how to help out new hunters out there, you know, there's a tendency to say, you know, what is this guy doing? You know, this is this doesn't work that way. We can, you know, tensions can be get high when you're out there, either hunting or fishing. But you stressed a lot about, you know, reaching out and helping other people learn when you see a new hunter or new fishing, you know, kind of like break the unwritten rules, you know, go out there and talk to them and kind of help them educate in the right way. And that speaks a lot about your personality and the way that it, you know, it affects the community both in the hunting and the fishing community.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is uh... There's a lot of people, you know, you know, because a result of COVID and everything that are, are, are wanting to get outside, and that's yeah. a good thing. We want people outside. We want people hunting. We want people fishing. There's plenty of birds for everybody, but because there's a lot of new people out there, there's also a lot of people that are a little bit more uneducated and, and don't, yeah. don't really know any better. And it's, it's important, you know, if, if you see something going on that, that, you know, shouldn't be going on. It's important to talk to people and have difficult conversations every now and then. And, you know, what I've found a lot of times when it with new hunters, they're, they're very happy to listen to you. Um, I'm not saying that's always the case, but yeah. most of the time they're happy to listen to you and they're happy to take your advice. And, uh, and it's, I mean, I know in, in In the few altercations that I've had in the past couple of years, I I say altercation, that's probably not the right word, but in the last few encounters that I've had with new hunters that I've actually had the opportunity to talk to, it's all gone well and it's all been very respectful.
2: That's good, man. That's good. And again, we love what you're doing out there, not just on the water, but off the water. You know, like I said, you're helping the the community grow in a friendly and the camaraderie gets better when it's around it, like people like yourself and other great anglers out there that really appreciate, you know, the community and show respect for it. And it helps it grow once the community starts growing if if you're there for the competitive side of it, the community grows, you know, then the paychecks grow, uh, the fans grow, the sponsors grow, and that's a good thing, you know. And even if you're not doing it for the competitive, just having people out there join the community, whether it's hunting or fishing, but you know, find it that it's a could be and it should be a friendly environment. It helps you enjoy the day whether you're doing competitively or you're doing it as a leisure. So Guillermo, thank you so much for joining us. I know it, you're out there. You just got out of uh, uh, duck hunting, or at least doing some scouting for duck hunting. You're still on your way. This. You're sitting on your car. You're hungry. You're tired. So I really appreciate. The time that you took to join the podcast. It's been an honor to have you here, man. We wish you the best for this season and beyond. We're looking forward to what you're gonna do on the water. You know, we're gonna I'm personally gonna be rooting for you on the TLC representing Fort Worth and also uh the Bassmaster Classic that's gonna be here in our hometown of Fort Worth. So thank you again for joining us. Before I let you go, I want to give you a few minutes for you to thank any of your sponsors. Family members, friends that have helped you and shaped you throughout your hunting and fishing career.
3: Oh wow, yeah, that's that's a lot of people to thank. Really, <laughs> I'm so blessed, and I'm and I'm surrounded by so many wonderful people in this sport, and people that have you know given me a chance. You know, and you know, I really want to take the time. Of course, I want to thank my family. Um, my family's always been so supportive. And, you know, I think for a little while they thought I was kind of crazy when, when I decided that I really wanted to competitively kayak fish. But I think, you know, over the years they've, they've seen how much I love it and how much success I've had, and, and they've really gained a respect for the sport. And, you know, I, I am looking forward to really seeing the sport continue to grow as more and more people uh, gain a respect for the sport. But, of course, I also have to thank, you know, I have some really good sponsors, you know, Back in the day when I was a nobody, nobody knew who I was, you know, uh, Megan and Thomas from, uh, from the Yabla Paddle Sports decided to give me a chance, and I was so thankful for that. And uh, and I've been fishing out of their boat ever since, and I've really enjoyed it. And uh, so I specifically would really like to thank them. And, of course, people like uh, Excite Baits, St. Croix Rods, Sea um, Deck, Marine Non-Skid, um gerber tools uh and backwoods of course backwoods and backwoods adventure. They're extremely helpful and i would encourage everybody to come check out our shop when they're here for the classic in fort worth we've got a lot yep. of cool stuff that applies to kayak fishing and just fishing in general and uh so i would encourage everyone to go check them out and who knows i might even be over there
2: yeah, yeah, I've when I've gone to Backwoods, I've actually seen you there and, and the place is really friendly. The people are really nice and very informative. Not just you, but every people that I've uh uh talked to over there in Backwoods have been super nice and super friendly. It's it's a great company for sure. Reflects on their employees and how they treat their customers.
3: For sure, my friend.
2: And also, Backwood has a, like a little kayak rental up in the Trinity River, right? That belongs to Backwoods as well. Yeah, that is that is Backwoods.
3: That's Backwoods Paddle Sports, and it's that that's getting more and more popular every year. And if, yeah. if you and you know what's cool, if you want to fish the Trinity and you don't have a kayak, you can and you want to try kayak fishing, you can go and rent a kayak for a little bit and go catch a few yep. fish. The concession is in one of the best areas in the Trinity River to fish. So. I mean, you're already right there in a good
2: spot, ready to catch up. Yeah, it's a nice spot and a nice place. And again, real friendly people out there. I think they have the, is it the PA-14 or the PA-12 they have for rent?
3: Uh, I, I know they had one at least. I don't know
2: if they still do, Yeah. but I know they did for a while. Yeah, I think I remember when I went over there, they had the PA, and I was like, man, that's a good kayak to rent for to fish for a couple of hours. So, Guillermo, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. Have a safe drive home, man. And like I said, we'll be rooting for you and watching what you do this year.
3: Thank you so much, Armando. I hope we can do this again sometime.
2: Definitely, man. Hope we'll get you on the podcast when you win the TOC or or the Bassmaster classes for sure.
3: <laughs> Sounds good, man. Thank you again. No problem. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on
0: Paddle and Fin.